we've made it to double digits. Welcome to episode 10 of the Dealers Compressed podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and today we are talking about chapter 13 of the book, Like I See It. We're talking about acquisitions. The name of the chapter is the Operational Efficiency Imperative for Dealers. And he, he starts the chapter by asking, you know, how many of your competitors have sold out to larger companies or larger groups or equity firms? And also when it comes to acquisitions, how many of those transactions have you been a part of as in being the acquirer? And essentially he's saying that this is going to happen. This is continuing. This activity of acquisitions, mergers is going to continue to be important because it just leads to intrinsically more operational efficiency. And in a way, this chapter is a summary of the book, or at least the premise of the book, margin compression, and what we can do to stop it or combat it. So although it doesn't hit all the issues, but he does go through, categorically goes through, I think, six different elements of efficiencies that you know acquisitions can drive. And whether or not you want to be acquired or are looking to acquire, he basically is talking about the behaviors that the acquisitions and stuff drive and saying that as consolidation continues, larger groups are going to account for more dealerships. And he says that every dealer, no matter if you're you know big, small, big market, small market, sooner than later, and chances are you already are, but this is going to increase that you'll be competing against somebody bigger. Maybe you've had a, a, a competitor in the market who's been a family-owned store for years and years, and you've had a similar similar playing field, level playing field, because you know, they're using a lot of the same methods and systems and customer experience metrics and buying habits and all those things. You guys are all kind of on the same playing field, and then what happens is all of a sudden that competitor gets acquired by a Lithia or an AutoNation. You know, and they, even though it's the same store, you now have a bigger competitor because now you have more sophisticated systems, more leverage, more economy of scale. So he's saying we appear to be entering an era. This is on uh, page 127. Instead, we appear to be entering an era where a growing number of dealers are in a position to use their economies of scale to consistently stock better new and used vehicles, sell and service them at lower prices and margins, and make more money. This is the important part. At the expense of their less efficient smaller scale competition. So he goes on to say, like every dealer doesn't have to be on the acquisition trail, but he's saying the inefficiencies are what are killing you. So he goes through six categorical things. I'm going to hit them real quick. I'll just go through in the book. Number one, he says inventory inefficiency. So this is kind of time to market. Time to market metric is your inventory aging out? Are you losing opportunity cost? Are you satisfied with your inventory sitting on your lot for 45 days before you even give it a price increase or decrease? Even look at that pricing. Typical VO Auto 101, he's saying like, you got to be efficient with your inventory. And technically speaking, larger groups are better at this because they have more sophisticated systems implemented. And in a lot of cases just have committed to it more. Uh, number two, customer inefficiency. He says, uh, he says a higher level of pricing and process transparency and less time required in the showroom is one of the key elements here. We've been hearing this for years. Surveys have telling us this. The customers are telling us this, that the expectation of the customer wants all those things, less friction. So as that goes on, as we continue, as dealers continue to leave friction in the sales process, it's customer inefficiency. 
turn times, like how fast that customer gets in and out, how much it takes to acquire or retain a customer changes. So that's uh, level number two. Number three, marketing inefficiency. So he cites that NADA is saying there's $600 a unit in spend for marketing costs per car. I know some of you out there are nodding your head saying, yes, that's me. Some of you are saying like, that's ridiculous expensive these days. You know, I can't remember where I saw it. I saw Dale on, a, on an interview. Maybe it was from the NADA show. And he said he thinks it's absolutely ridiculous to hear that dealers are still spending such a large part of their spend on traditional media. So print, billboards, newspapers, you know, traditional. Given that we know the customers are spending their time in the digital world. And he's saying the, the percentages should continue to change to reflect the customer demand. So a lot of dealers actually dumped their traditional marketing strategy altogether to adopt a full digital strategy. And he said a lot of those have their cost per car to less than $200. So if with traditional and all that, we're at 600 and people have gone full digital, you know, and have taken the time to brand themselves well, taking the time to educate themselves on how to communicate in a digital uh, environment, all the way down to $200 a car. And I know a lot of dealers are hearing that saying, well, that's not realistic. That's not in my market. Let me tell you, it is your market. I can't think of anywhere in the country where digital communication is outpacing traditional. Okay, maybe there's some exceptions or some pockets. So if you're out there and you're saying, well, I'm an exception, I would kind of say, yes, there are exceptions and no, you're probably not one of them. So again, marketing inefficiency, $600 is kind of been the norm and acceptable, but dealers are getting that down to 200 and they actually are saying that $100 they believe is attainable. Pay attention to that. And I will say this about you know dealership branding because our, our creative agency congruent, we help help companies brand and clarify their messaging and produce content that speaks directly to a certain demographic, like in a very scientific and creative way. It makes a whole lot of difference what type of media you're producing when it comes to what your spend actually ends up being. Your cost per impression goes way down the more relevant your content is. And that really all does start with branding your dealership well, with having a unique experience that Dale talks about in this book as well, that individualized experience people understand, not that you're a Ford dealership, but that you are a business that stands for X. There's a difference. So marketing inefficiency, he says, regardless of the size and scope of your organization, like you can get this number down. It doesn't mean you have to be big to do it. But again, just facing back to being efficient. The next one in line is technology inefficiency. And he says he sees this all the time, that dealers are just trusting their existing technology tools because it's worked in the past. They're not out there. They're not paying attention. Their KPIs are old and outdated, and they think they're doing good because they're hitting their KPIs on one sense. But in another sense, there are technology and tools to really transform them. So he said this is going to just become more and more important as the speed of the transaction increases that technology inefficiency is going to kill you. Next, he talks about this a lot. He dedicated a whole chapter to human capital inefficiency, human capital management. And, you know, he, he calls it a turnstile-like operation that we have as dealers. And he says we can't allow that to continually drag the industry down and the people who are better at managing their human capital, retaining it, inspiring it, are just going to make a lot back on the profit side because they've spent time and attention on it. 
naturally speaking. This is the human element, right? This is the hard thing to figure out. But with some tools and some companies like Hyrology, like he mentions, there are a lot of things you can do to stack the odds in your favor. Uh, last, he says, change inefficiency. And this is an interesting one. For a second, I said change inefficiency. But basically, it is how quickly you can observe, adapt, and respond to change. He cites David and Goliath, and he said, you know, well, Goliath shouldn't have lost, but he did. Why? Because Goliath thought he was going to fight the way he thought he was going to fight, and David adapted to the situation faster, and he won. So, you know, I, I like the example. I also think that this is all a great advantage for a small dealership or a single store. They're nimble. They, well, let's say they can be nimble. Just because they're small doesn't mean they're nimble, but it's a mindset. It's a commitment to pay attention to what's going on and to be willing to change. Large organizations or large dealership groups can do this as well because they have more resources, maybe time and attention to put on the newest trends and the newest tools and technology. Maybe they have more staff to dedicate to it. But the bottom line is they still have to turn the organization. That still takes time. That still takes budget approval. It still takes coordination between divisions. So I think that a single store dealership can also stay at the front of this game the key is having the mental commitment to do it, to not being afraid to change and try and test and experiment because that's the world we live in, this digital world we live in, that's all it is. So that is chapter 13. It's really kind of a summary of the book. He's talking about efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. It helps with the compressed margins. He's saying that the acquisition behavior is, helps us with efficiency. And if you're a single dealer and you don't pay attention, like really soon you're going to have a larger competitor with these different advantages. But that doesn't mean you're dead. That means you need to pay attention. That means you have to commit to being progressive. And so I hope that you guys take away from this chapter uh, what the same thing that I did, and that is everybody's still in the game. We had a lot of fun making this episode. I hope you watched the video. Some great illustrations in there. Also, we hope you get good value out of this. Share it with people in your dealership or your other friends in the industry. Show it at your manager meetings. Whatever we can do to use this content to move the industry forward so that we can be better, offer better customer experience, live the fight a few more decades. And uh, that's really the point of this whole content series. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. In this chapter, Dale addresses the increasing activity in dealership acquisitions and how it translates into an operational efficiency imperative. Over the last several years, acquisitions have occurred at a record pace and experts aren't predicting a slowdown anytime soon. By 2025, it isn't unreasonable to think that the top 100 automotive retailers could control as much as 25% of the market. Dale says this outlook clearly suggests that just about every dealer in every market will be competing against someone bigger, an organization whose size would certainly be deployed as a significant operational and financial advantage. These larger, more efficient dealers would have the ability to consistently stock better inventories and sell and service vehicles at lower prices with better margins. They would surely leverage their large-scale purchasing power to gain every advantage possible. This is why Dale presents this efficiency imperative. At its core, it is a commitment and conviction to aggressively eliminate or significantly reduce many of the industry's long-standing and unaddressed wasteful behaviors. This chapter is sort of a summary of the book as Dale categorically addresses six primary inefficiencies needing immediate attention. First, inventory inefficiency. 
Disciplined and market-focused stocking, pricing, and trade decisions will help dealers have the inventory the market wants when they want it. Second, customer inefficiency. If dealers unapologetically pursue offering customers a high level of price transparency and less friction in the purchase process, the closing ratio and the margins will follow. Third, marketing inefficiency. While many dealers still spend 75% of their marketing budget on traditional means and only 25% on digital, those who flip the two numbers show significant savings. For some dealers that have gone all digital, they've reduced the average marketing spend per vehicle from $600 down to $200. And they believe that 100 is actually achievable as they continue to refine their focus. Fourth, technology inefficiency. Dale says if dealers would only train their people to make full use of their current technology systems, efficiency would increase. And this goes for every department in the dealership. Fifth, human capital inefficiency. Dale has addressed this more than once. In short, dealers need to stop the turnstile-like state of hiring and retention to move forward. He says that this opportunity is even more pronounced for smaller dealerships. Finally, change inefficiency. Dale says embracing and executing to change is the cost of entry for future success. He cites the biblical story of David and Goliath pointing out that Goliath should have never lost, but David adapted better and faster. Dale says smaller dealers have a distinct opportunity here given their shorter adjustment cycle. The real question is whether or not they'll choose to do so. Dale concludes that with all these inefficiencies, any dealer who wants to be part of this industry evolution will have to address them fast and ideally first. Thank you so much for listening to the Dealers Compressed podcast. This podcast is actually a derivative of a video series that we produced around Dale Pollock's new book, Like I See It. You should get the book. You should read it. We made the video so you can make watch the content in a consumable format. Please go to dealerscompressed.com. Sign up for the list. We'll notify you when we release new content. And of course, the ultimate compliment is if you share it. So we ask that you will send it, like it, favorite it, show it to your managers. The whole effort of producing this content was with the intention that we can move forward and be a customer experience driven industry. Thanks for listening.